It was all a pipe dream Watching body boarding up on TV Deep at reef watching tension repeats Eating bakery feeds at 18 Living the dream with no sunscreen Yeah we were so keen Surfing Aussie pipe Buying Riptide Eating shit pies Alright, g'day and welcome to the Riptide Bodyboarding Podcast The home of bodyboarding Or boogan should we say Thank you for joining us on episode 60 of our Verbal Journaling And I'm your host, Luke O'Connor Well, today's guest in the lounge is one of the major players in today's bodyboarding world. Putting all puns aside, when you look back over this man's career and what he's done to date, it's actually mind-boggling to comprehend. Cutting his teeth through the golden era of bodyboarding in the early 90s and early 2000s, today's guest got paid to boot. Sorry, late 90s, early 2000s. Today's guest got to got paid to boog, and I mean actually got paid to boog. His skill, persona, and marketability kept him on the gravy train as long as most, and rightly so. With countless appearance in No Friends and Tension Series, plus video sections galore amongst an array of the sport's best visual creations, not to mention magazine covers and countless double-page spreads, today's guest is a proper star of the sport. To pioneering Dirty South Mutant Slabs to the creation of the Jakarta Party Starter, (laughs) and now building one of the biggest online retail spaces in the sport, today's guest has many strings in his bow. Residing in Sydney, Australia, please let me welcome Mr. Toby Play to the podcast. Tobes, thanks for coming on, mate. Thanks, Luke. Well, what an intro. Thank you very much. I don't think I'm worthy, but yeah, they're big words. And um, yeah, I appreciate it. That's very nice of you to say. Oh, mate, that's all good. And I guess probably from my perspective, growing up and watching all those those films that I just mentioned, your your name was, was there every time, mate. And I guess, um, you know, <laughs> there's always that elite group in, in any sort of um, sporting realm. And you'd have to say yourself, especially from an Australian point of view and an international point of view, you'd sit um, high amongst the ranks, man. I only was going back over the 2001, 2000. Two no friends part where you've got a mix of Hawaii, Indo, and Australian footage the other day, and bro, I, I think it's super suck. And like a couple other ways in in, in Indo, I'm not too, like too sure where they oh, are. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No friends five, I think. Those are yeah, boy, yeah, that was a banger. How was how was that time of your life, mate? That was pretty good. I think um, actually that came with the bag of the Shark Island challenge, the epic year we had. Oh, the uh, 2001. When, yeah, of course. One, yeah, so I think um, that Indo trip came after that. So I think we'd scored like that epic swell around uh, for the Shark Island Cop and also like the whole East Coast was pumping for like a week, that um, swell. And then I've gone to um, Indo for that No Friends trip. Like straight off the bat, I still had like, I think I cut, I remember I cut my lip open real bad at, at Red Sands after the Shark Island Cop, like split it completely in half. And um, then I think trip. And they, you know, the room, the memories are coming back, and it was all got all infected on that Indo trip because there was still bits of reef in there, as it but always yeah. does, especially over in a tropical location. Exactly, mate. So yeah, I think we surfed Super Suck on that trip, um, bit of Scar Reef too. Um, kind of before the surf forecast period, I think we I remember being in like Bali, I think with Ross McBride and Hub and stuff, and I think the what was it the Wham, the Navy Wham forecast was like the one you sort of could predict the swell and we saw there's going to be a big swell the trip was already planned and we ended up getting super soaked pumping and like literally five or six guys other than that, than us and it was six to eight so yeah it was pretty sick good 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 period of the uh, 
of my life for sure. Oh, for Golden sure. Was, was probably peaking. Do you reckon? Like, do you reckon two thousand and one, two thousand and two were like really your good years? I don't know. They're all they're all good, but you know, coming off the back of that Shark Island, Shark Island competition, scoring that like pretty lucky to get those swells. They're pretty much, you know, as you know, the island has. I think it's been that good once. Uh, besides that, which was two thousand and sixteen, probably. Yep. Probably a little bit, maybe not as big as that, but like just as good, you know. So I think of, out of all the island years, um, there's only been those two swells that really stand out as like unbelievable for more than a day, you know, a couple of days or even three days kind of straight. Yeah, yeah. for sure. It is rare to get those runner swells. And when you do get them, you've just got to latch onto them. So that, that, that part of your life touch. How, how old would you have been then? Like kind of early mid 20s? What about now? 46. So yeah, um, yeah, mid 20s probably, yeah. Oh, man. Um, yeah. Unbelievable. And what was it like surfing with Ross McBride over there? Because I don't know much about him. Um, obviously, admired him from afar, but never got to meet him personally, man. Like, what, what was it like surfing with him over there? And how was it traveling with, with Ross? Mate, he's a legend. He, like, man, he was kind of the um, no friends guy. Like, he was sort of the brains behind the franchise. Um, <clears throat> like, super interesting bloke. And, you know, very articulate. And then you jump in the water with him and he just turned into a, a beast, you know. And he always had his kind of his um, unique style too. Oh, that's a good thing about that. I mean, Aussies had their style back in those days, but then guys like Ross McBride, also Hub, like kind of had their own unique um, styles. So, yeah, he's a, he's a legend. I, I don't know what he's up to these days, but I'm sure he's pretty successful. He's pretty switched on guy. Yeah, so did you feel um, like, you know, obviously you're a very successful businessman these days, Tobes. Did you feel like hanging out with these influential characters throughout bodyboarding and, um, you know, really getting to know them but also then soaking up some of their, their wisdom and their strong points throughout hanging out with them, has that helped you kind of pave the way throughout bodyboarding, you feel? Oh, for sure. I think, um, like, that was kind of the era when um, bodyboarders first started their own companies, you know what I mean, sort of um, first started getting involved in, in the industry. So it was kind of good to be involved in that. I think um, randomly before they made the first No Friends 1, I was in South Africa that same um, period. I was hanging with Ross and Nels, um, Jeff, all those guys, Stoker. Um, so I kind of like was hanging out with those guys just before the that whole thing started. So um, it was good to get involved and, and also take inspiration from from what they were doing in the sport, you know, and, and make paving their own way and putting the money, trying to put the money back into to bodyboarding rather than, you know, the big um, companies like Quicksilver and Billabong sort of uh, sponsoring riders. They were the first guys to to sponsor their own and make their own brand sort of thing. So do you feel like that? What that's what No Friends kind of um, really represented at the start, like a breakaway kind of defiance against the mainstream companies because they, as you just said, then weren't putting money back into the right areas of the sport? For sure. Like it was kind of like a um, – you feel like the first time that it was really part of something, like a, kind of a change in, in the culture and, um, you know, it was kind of – it wasn't just your yeah, – Chris Strain movies before that, like Underground Tapes and, and everything was 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 amazing. But I think they put like that really arty sort of uh, and great editing with classic music, you know, all together and made it this um, this thing you wanted to be part of, yeah. 
Yeah, definitely, man. They're so they're so iconic. I'm 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 really enjoying you know interviewing different people and seeing the different avenues because you you often gloss over things that um you know aren't your favorite at the time or don't grab you or whatever. But when you go back through all the footage, and there is an encyclopedia worth of the sport through the No Friends Intention films. Hey, like it's you oh, sit yeah. there hours and just have your mind blown and your and your eyes just you know fucking glued to the back of your head you're just so you're so in the in the moment like sometimes i was you know just getting lost in like old clips i only um interviewed joe the other day joe clark and um i went back through an old black rock clip and um you know, I was just like mentioning to him, you just forget all the amazing sessions that go down and all the crazy things that have done because we're just so saturated these days with everything online and it's just now, 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 go, 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 and it cycles out of your feed in a day and you forget about it. But back, you so, know, back yeah. yeah, back in those kind of days when they were just getting drip fed down and, and properly created, it was such a such a more wholesome, in, enjoyable intake of content instead of like a yeah, like a blam in your face these days. Yeah, it's it. it's so so true. You like watch those sections over and over, and you know, then you even hear those songs these days, and it brings back memories of you know that particular section you you loved before you, you put on before you surf, or you know to get pumped up. Yeah, pretty cool. What was your pump up section, Toes? What what were you putting on before surfs going out to like, you know, heavy fucking spitting barrels? Like, was, was there something <laughs> that you were just pumping yourself up to? Oh, mate, I'd never really, like, as a, when I was a Grom, for sure, like, I'd watch, obviously, uh, Mike Stewart sections, I think Killer Days, Mike Stewart section was, um, Ben and I used to frock on that one, um, what else, uh, yeah, like, I also, I loved the um, Raw 2, I think it was, the Timber Knight and Moro movie, and Mike had a bullshit section in that, like, just killing it to um, bomb the bass, uh, Bug Powder Dust, that was the, the song for that one. Um, and then, like, I used to love Tamiga too. I'd love his recklessness, just seeing him charge a pipe, just going mental, big air forwards, just kind of like no regard for his for his body. So, um, yeah, everyone's every, you, you have different influences at different stages of your life, don't you? Who, who was the guys you would were like watch re, re, religiously? Oh, Tobes, that's a that's a tough one, eh? Because um, there are so many good ones, man, and you just go back time and time again. I remember, um, you know, you definitely say like yourself, the Player Brothers. You've just got Hardy and, and Winnie and, and Rawlins, and you know, the classic top ten of everyone. But I would say, like at times, Josh Garner. Like I really enjoy watching Josh surf because Josh is like similar age and. I find his yeah. surfing, um, he's real honest and, like, just doing what he wants to do out there and, fuck, he does it well, man. Like, I still mm. go back to that Riptide cover of him paddling the right and that was kind of oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like a bit earlier on in the piece where not as many people had attempted it and it was pretty fresh and it looked like a rogue day and, like, just how mean and backless that whole thing looked and I was like, this guy is, yeah, and it, it Anyway, like you look at Louis and George and Davis, you know, and any, like yourself at, at numerous places, like so many people taking on those ways. Like you really give top respect to it. I remember Josh at the time, yeah, it was just someone like that. I guess Pino growing up too, I've got to give oh, shout yeah, out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's always been like killing it at the island. I remember, I remember meeting him when I was a grandma. He's like, and then just suddenly just started just coming in, like obviously didn't come out of nowhere, but it seemed like to me and just was just charging the island like a, like a legend, you know? 
I know, man. And just um, still to this day, like, doesn't matter what he's doing or where he's at in life, he's just hops back on the bodyboard and it's like him just riding a bike again, just could pull into a 10-foot pit and he'd be, he'd be happy days. It's actually, Tobes, a sick clip of you guys down at um, that beautiful left-hand bombie down south and he is giving – it's either your brother, I think it's your brother, Ben, um, a shack as he's going through it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's, that, was, that was pumping. That was, that was one of the better days for sure down there. Wasn't it, eh? It looked beautiful. There was one you really backdoored as a TP, and I loved how you described those growers down the inside because that's an experience I've had where, like, no one gets to see you. You're all the way down the second part of that, that, that beautiful reef, and it's, it's just coning. It's just coning. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty pretty mental way of... Um... I remember that surf we had. I think um, Chola was out there too, Edgar, and um, and just Pino had his boat, and, and we were just like so cooked. I think it, I, can't, I can't remember if it was the first or the second day that they had beers in the boat, and like we'd been out for four or five hours, and we're just like, give us, give us one of those beers, and just <laughs> one of that was so good. Went down Did you see one in the water? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, it was heavy. that's sick. What were they? Mate, I can't remember. Probably a BB or something. Bogey. Yeah. Anything, eh? Anything, to, anything out there? I remember actually having the pleasure, the pleasure, and it was on the back of Woody Young ski. Probably the only person I could have kind of. Oh, I can Sam Ben let me do it too, but had a little spark up out there in the channel, <laughs> and it was just such a treat. Like as in, I just come in, and you know, you've got the safety in the on the back of the ski, and yeah, man, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's serenity now because you get full three sixty panoramic views. You just mm. yeah rotating so um yeah I, I reckon our whole our our whole coastline is is um is blessed tobes i reckon any given stage you can have just a swell sweep up it and there's just so many places on the pompeii like even looking back on some of your epic footage on institute of, of um some beaches around home and of your um your favorite little reef there like wow you know what i mean yeah. so yeah. so sick do you often still get out at home Oh yeah, mate. Any any time it's pumping, like for sure, that's my thing. I mean, I'm like one of those guys that tries to be first in the water, so I'll be out crack of dawn, and then you know, if I get a two hour surf in, that's that's pretty good for me. So I'm stoked on that, and then off to work. So um, yeah, as much as I can. I mean, this time of year I'm pretty busy with uh, work, but um, probably this time of year is probably the only time I wouldn't be able to really get a wave in. But the other eleven months of the year, for sure. Yeah, I'm going much the same. Probably the last two months have been pretty hectic with work. It's it's heavy when you can't just pick and choose when you want to get a little window because you can see things kind of slowly coming up in the forecast. And you're like, oh, that's my yeah, time. Totally. But yeah, this time of year, it's it's go go. Feels like it's go 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 for everyone. But dude, two hours um, before work, that's lovely. That the that's a good lifestyle routine you got going there. So that's that's coming from home to a local beach or reef or whatever, and then cruising into bodybooking. Yeah, usually the surf LA or Whaley, that's, um, you know, LA's got the good right, Whaley's got the good left. Um, and then and then I'll swing past home on the way, um, get changed, you know, get the kids, sometimes drop them at school if we've got time or um, just get I mean, they're 10 now, my, my kids. So, um, you know, they can sort of look after themselves or get themselves ready for school and then i just got to get them to school. So not a, I don't do that every day, but... Um, like two or three days a week, try to get into school and fitting a surf in before that's pretty damn good. Yeah, bloody oh, that's so sick. And are you punching a couple of coffees when you get home? Mate, I punch coffees all day. Do you? What's your favourite brew? 
<laughs> oh, mate, I just can't express that because easy. I just yeah. want to get I'm not in it for the flavor. I just need yeah. the caffeine. Yeah. yeah. I've I've got to admit, man, like I'm kind of the same. I, I do enjoy the flavor. Like I do enjoy some crammer and a good coffee, but I'm the same. Like in the morning, I just want to get up and going and, and two double shots just get me out the door. See, mate. Yeah, got to be done. I wasn't yeah, isn't it crazy eh, how we actually are truly addicted to caffeine, but it's just kind of glossed over? Like, you know, it's fairly easy to get off if you, you just wean yourself off for seven to ten days. I think the headaches and all the shakes go, but like, it's it's definitely a real thing the first couple of days. Hundred percent, yeah, yeah. You feel like you just have those, you get those highs and lows, you know. And as soon as you hit that slump, you feel like you need another pick me up. Um, I had like I was on green tea for a while. That was my go-to oh, yeah. for early this year. Um, but yeah, it didn't last too long. <laughs> so was was that like a New Year's resolution? Like I'm quitting coffee for a bit. Uh, I just wanted to get healthy, you know. I, I, um, so yeah, I just gave it up, and I, I found the green team was good. It still gives you caffeine, but like a little slow release. Um, so then you get like that immediate high, but like it does slowly wake you up. Yeah, um, yeah and then and it's like it's a longer lasting. Yeah, yeah, six. It's almost like having banana, like loads your energy, kind of cruising throughout the day. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. For, wait, dude, speaking about coffee and we're like weaning off it, have you heard of that Michael Pollan fella? Mm, don't think so. Uh, he's this, he's this journo that has done heaps of work for the New York Times and like he's been writing all these books recently and he's one of those almost like method journos where he will go and actually act out what he's or, you know, Im- oh, immerse yeah, yeah. himself in what he's writing about. And he quit coffee, I think, for like, I want to say three months, might be six months, but I don't know, a fair amount of time, maybe even a year. Anyway, it was anyway a good amount of time. Like you know, three months off anything, off alcohol, like you'll know about it. You 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 you'll feel different. He reckons when he got back on coffee, his first cup when he sat down was euphoric, like it was <laughs> like whoa, it was almost like having a drug, which it is a drug, but you know what I mean? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. You're just so used to it every day. Like it's just, yeah. So he um he writes about it in there. And I, I'm yet to read it, but I'm so keen to to hear about it because my dad like doesn't doesn't drink. He hasn't drank in 40-odd years um, from just his own choices and stuff like that. And But still to this day, smashes numerous coffees, mate. Like he's perking up on the reg, like perking up in the afternoon. I can see a bit of steam brewing up in his kitchen. The dirty dog, I catch him all the time. Like, you know, you're not supposed to have caffeine too late in the afternoon, but he doesn't give a fuck. He's one of those guys that can just sleep on it. Can you can you yeah. sleep on it, Tobes? Uh, I can, yeah, I, I definitely. I mean, I try not to have it in the other. Um, yeah, I mean, caffeine addiction runs deep in my family. My old man and his, uh, his wife, they used to brew up a massive, like, um, per- perco, as you're saying. Like after dinner, Fuck. and I'd be like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and they just like, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> so yeah, it's um, it's in the veins, you could say. Yeah, it's a yeah, you, it's in your yeah, it's in your makeup. Like it's it's yeah, that's wild. But I mean, again, everyone's just got different tolerances to stuff like that. Like back in the day, I was so amazed to find out that they used to serve people um, because they weren't boiling or you know heating their water up to. Um, to filter it or disinfect it, so to speak. Um, they were having mulled wine and beer in the morning, man, at the breakfast table. Really? Yeah, because it was safer to have that because it was fermented and it got rid of a lot of the nasties instead of just drinking the tap water at the time. This was 1700s, like back in the day. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. That's pretty psycho to think how far we've come. Like we're, 
you know, a little bit better than yeah. having fucking beer in the morning. True, true. That's yeah. wild. I didn't know that. I know. Thinking it's about having beer. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, I've just been listening to a couple of potties. Like, you know, just random ones that pop up. And, um, yeah, it's funny what you find out there. When you, Especially when you're working by yourself, Tobes. Mm. Deep in your own mind. Sometimes it can be bad, man. It's just reflecting some weird shit inside your head. You <laughs> turn it off. <laughs> oh, dude, thinking about um, time you've got by yourself in, in, in the store, like you haven't got much time in there, have you? You're fucking pumping along. Like, do, do you have many people coming into the retail store or do you feel like you're getting more sales online? Like, well, what's the, what's the market there? Because you meant, you know, for people out there right now, you would have to say, and correct me if I'm wrong, you'd be one of the biggest retailers in Australia, if not internationally, for for bodyboarding content. I mean, um, bodyboarding equipment, goods. Yeah, 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 we'd be up there for sure. Um, I mean, we're, we're, I guess like most of our business uh, is online, which is kind of good, but it's kind of annoying because you've got to pack up everything. But um, we get heaps of customers coming to the shop. And, you know, I, if I'm busy, it can be slightly annoying sometimes but you know what dealing with someone who's frothing on on bodyboarding coming in and and just showing that stoke and you know being able to um show them what's new and and um talk to them in person is easier than answering an email or something online so yeah it's pretty good i enjoy it it's great great job i mean we're selling we're selling happiness basically you know people come in they get aboard they walk out they're stoked to go to the beach it's like it's a good thing everyone's happy so um pretty stoked to to do what i do and yeah it's an enjoyable thing for sure yeah dude that, and you you get into like that that's a downside of my job like sometimes working by yourself you're like fuck you're just a bit of a loner in the corner of a pool area like you're engaging with people every day and having a yarn and and you know meeting the fucking local community it's dead. yeah yeah totally sick where are you exactly again in the northern beaches uh, Brookvale, we are. So just, um, you know, um, Manly, Warringah Seagulls, right opposite their oval. So, mate, yeah. oh, the dirty dogs. I'm <laughs> telling you, they are the arch nemesis of the Sharkies. I'm not even really a Sharkies fan. It's more my wife, but phew, when they come up on the draw. Mate, everyone hates Manly. Yeah, but they're good, eh? Like Daily Terry Evans and like when Des yeah. Hazel was there. I love when Des was there. He was just the. Yeah, Des was he, good, yeah. He's gone, though, eh? Isn't he? Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, they're going through a bit of a restructure, I think, at the moment. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, what was that crazy coach you guys had there for a bit? And he was so good for interviews. He was a great player, and I'm not saying he's crazy. He's a he was just um, quite eccentric in um, oh, most matches. Not um, Jeff Tuvey, was that him? Jeff Tuvey, mate, he had some clangers. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Oh, he'd blow up the lux. I remember there was a couple of shocking decisions to get Manly one year, and he just was like calling for blood from the ref. Mate, <laughs> uh, oh. right, and just thinking about another one, like really quickly, and I, I'm, I'm get back to bodyboard in a second. I know I'm just like digressing, but do you remember the Ricky Stewart outbreak, like outburst? Sorry. Oh, what Ricky Stewart or Brett Stewart? No, like R- Ricky's. Oh, yeah, yeah. Brett Stewart's had a good one, but like, dude, Ricky Stewart, when he's talking about um, that Penrith player and talking oh, about yeah, him, yeah. he was a weak gutter dog then and he's a weak gutter dog now or something. <laughs> it was super hectic and just like disregard. I mean, R- Ricky's known for it, but fuck, it was, it, it was good to see. It was re- real old school. It was old school. 
I do like, yeah. I mean, it's a bit more um, oh, politically correct these days, I guess. But yeah, I do love. I do love a bit of, of league. It's always good to watch it. Um, you miss it. I, I hate it when, like Friday night or something, in winter you get home and I'll, I'll watch any game, you know. But um, I do miss that, like for sure. It's pretty cool. Yeah, bloody oath, man. Well, like I guess winter's closer than we think. I guess now coming um, into the the back end of the year in 2023. So you guys just had the um, the Black Friday sales tops. How, how did that all go down? Um, well, yeah, it was, mate, it's kind of weird, eh? Like it's been getting bigger and bigger. Um, I mean, it's kind of a weird thing. I guess it's designed for the American market, Black Friday, which is like cool because you know, obviously they're coming into the depths of winter. They wanted to generate sales before the Christmas rush, blah, blah, blah. I kind of get it, but it's kind of weird over here, especially as a surf retailer, you know, um, let's say coming into a busier time of year and then it's kind of like it's already busy and then, you know, everyone's expecting these sales and blah, blah, blah. It's cool. It definitely drives business and it's kind of like the kickoff to the, biz- the Christmas rush. I guess um, it's kind of good in a way because it spreads it out. You know, the, the Christmas shopping starts there. And if you're shipping stuff out, we get about a month to ship it rather than people previously would do it in the last, like, two or three weeks kind of thing. Yeah. But, yes, pretty – I mean, you know, it's a, you look at the news, it's pretty, it seems like a pretty tough economic climate with interest rates and all the rest of it. But um, I guess, like, we seem to be going pretty strong, so pretty stoked. Yeah, that's sick, man. And it seems like bodyboarding's a really cool place. Like, I know I really want to touch on the recent prem that um, UMC with Liam Lucas, the uh, the above movie, which is so cool to see that coming out. And then, you know, you've got Roadkill and Rampage only recently. Put yeah, out Rampage is sick. Yeah. They're, all, they're all sick movies, actually. Like, above Liam Lucas killed in that. It was good to see. You know, that was his first proper appearance. Um, pretty cool story, like that one, because – uh, like the guy actually said, um, Bullard, who used to, he did that movie. He does a lot of the Pride movies. He, um, he actually did an in, Yeah, he did an internship at, uh, at Bodyboard King. So that's kind of where he started in the bodyboard industry. So that was, it was cool to see him like really grow and progress and, uh, you know, do, do good things for, for the sport, really. So, and then, um, I remember he, he was had that idea for that movie. He sort of hit us up, um, for a couple of bodyboard king riders and he's mainly mostly thinking about Louie and George actually. And then I said, Oh, you know, we just signed um, Liam and then he goes, Oh, that'd be cool. Maybe we could get him a little part on there. And then funny, the guy has like a whole heap of clips in the movie. So it was, it was sick to see him and he was frothing on that night to, um, you know, I guess it's his like time that he fully made it as a recognized talent, you know? For sure, and he was put up against some of the world's best when you look at Steph Corkellis and um, Louis Finnegan, and yeah, and Tristan Roberts. Man, he definitely didn't, definitely didn't disappoint. Man, you know, like yeah. some of the maneuvers. He's so tight with his air reverses, his spins in the pit, some of those technical spins in the pit to rolls out, and like really long barrels or flips at um, a beautiful little location in SA. Like you know, far out. Like he's he's, he's been, definitely he's a skilled bourgeois. Yeah, he definitely like has that flow, you know. Like he just links his moves together well, kind of um, full Aussie style, which is sick to watch. Um, and then I saw Louis' new clip rampage last night, and that was mind blowing. Louis in absolutely fine form. That seven twenty in the end, Mate. just like boom. That was like we're talking about it today in the shop. Um, how like 
you know that Gornell uh, area verse he does a toe toe out one at Nugs, yeah, 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 and he like and he just like stomps it, and that's a toe out one. I mean, I think um, Gornell was higher, but like Louis gets like the same almost the same rotation of like this tiny little bowl. I don't know how he did that. Pretty sick. Yeah, it's uh, I, yeah. Fuck, man. I guess probably you know to take a wild stab in the dark. The amount of times he surfed it and just how fucking ripped and beast mode he's gone lately. Like, <laughs> surely going to have an effect on it, eh? Because I, I sometimes um you know stumble across some of his reels, dude, and like when he is doing one handed handstands or pull ups and all this shit, I'm like, man, that's stuff that. Yeah, you see some of the best of the best doing. That's pretty fucking hard to do. Like, can you imagine doing a one-handed chin-up? Man, I can barely do a, a two-handed one. So that's what I mean. Yeah, one-handed, no way. Yeah, fucking crazy. So it's definitely, it's definitely paying off. off. Yeah, it's paying yeah. off, isn't it, dude? It 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 is, and I guess there'd probably be um, a real sweet spot in regards to like building yourself up and still being super flexible and lean. I'm sure he's got that in mind with both his yoga and his bodyboarding, um, his main parts of his life too. But yeah, the way he's doing, the way he's doing life at the moment and probably his, his, his diet. I think I heard him on the Green Reapers talking to Whitey um, and he was just saying he hasn't changed too much in his diet. He's just been probably restricted with the times he's eating and not um just, 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 just eating good things, you know, like a fair bit of meat, veggies, um, just like you know, just run of the mill stuff, n- nothing crazy, but just in good portions and, and just at proper times. It's just yeah, wild to see what you can do if you put your mind to it. Totally, well, it's, yeah, you can say it's it's working. So that's epic. It's good to see um, Whitey is talking about Whitey. It's good to see um, his uh, Grim Reapers podcast and um, what he's doing with tension and, and stuff again. So. So, so sick. That's epic. Yeah. He's got so much energy, man. He's just out there fishing at night with his kid and he's doing trips to Roto and he's doing podcasts and he's going to UFC bouts and he's just, yeah, and filming crazy waves down south with like Louie and, and, and Ackerman and yeah. all the different crew, you know. Like he's he's getting stuff sorted. He's a man on the go, hey. Hats off to he him. He is, mate. He never stops. He never has stopped. Actually, so he must he- have for a little while because he didn't see much of him, but. I guess his um, kids are a bit older and he's got a bit, a bit more time or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I guess really too in the first zero to five years, it, it is pretty hard to find the time person to kind of do much for yourself um, mm-hmm. because they are just a little bit more dependent, eh? I mean, I would only imagine I've only got two and a half year old buddies. Hoping the five's the time where it's kind of, yeah, just a bit more, not time, but just, um, yeah, a bit more codependency. Totally, yeah. Well, that's it. You can tell them to do stuff and they listen and, you know, and then they can talk back to you too, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dude, um, speaking about kids and, and, and then it sparks my mind on family holidays, dude, and I only just remembered your beautiful place down at Borley. Have you guys been back down to that sweet little holiday spot for uh, at your pad down there for a little bit in a while? Uh, we haven't been down recently. I mean, uh, over winter, that's when we go down because um, it's pretty quiet down there, so... I think the last time we were down, it was maybe September, probably September school holidays, yeah. Um, I love it down there. It's a beautiful place. And, yeah, as we had a good session, didn't we? A couple didn't of good we? sessions, maybe. Yeah. Mate, that, yeah, that time, I think that was, what, coming up to two years ago now, I think. Was that, um, it was that Anzac Day, wasn't it? Around that it time? Was. It was. It was. It was. Yeah. yeah, and we were lucky enough to have a little place down there um, towards the end of the boat ramp at Cola, staying with Mason um, and Luke Mason and, and Esther. Is, oh, um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. 
Dude, what a time and little like weather pattern. How cool were the mornings? And it was just that light wind. And there's actually a really sick clip on your Insta of that. Eh? That GoPro clip of the, the left you got there was so legit. Mm. Yeah, I love that wave. I mean, I'm too off. I mean, give me a ramp and I'll hit it, but I'm not looking for ramps out there. I'm just, if I get a nice pit and a tiny little bowl on the end, I'm happy. But if one comes at me, I'll hit it, but I probably won't try to land it. <laughs> not these oh. days. Especially out in the flats at a crossover or something. But, yeah, yeah. the ones that, as you just said, the, the ones that just rifle off down the, the reef there, God, they can they can really give you a moment in time, especially if you time and properly come in behind. Like, it's a pretty unique kind of shaped wave when you think about it, eh? Like, Jesus. Oh, mate, it's, yeah, it's, it's one of my favourites for sure. I mean, so many so many faces to it too, you know. There's so many different waves. You can, you can go right, you can go left, you can get a ramp, you can get a pit. Um, yeah. Options are kind of endless, so I do. I do love it. It's a sick wave, for sure, man, for sure. And I guess just the crispness, you know, and just like seeing Pigeon House and just seeing everything mm. kind of cruising. It's always dolphins, there. always dolphins. Oh yeah, true. The sea life's abundant. It's definitely not um fished out or overpopulated yet. It's a yeah. It's it's a good zone. But when you think about all other areas in Australia, and you really look away from the cities, which are, are very small in themselves anyway, far out there is some expansive land out there, eh? That's yeah. You see that actually when you fly on the plane up and down the coast, you sort of see how much um, you know coastline there is, but also how much national park is still left, especially around the coast. It's pretty pretty cool, man. Nothing better than going for a wave and looking in. You can't see another house or any house, you know which some of the spots offer. It's pretty nice. Yeah, 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 definitely. It feels feel like almost back in time a little bit. And if you don't bring any sort of technology or not, you're not kind of connected there for a bit, it, it definitely feels like it. And you can get almost lost in some of those deep, bushy forests too. Oh, for sure. Love it. Love it, man. Oi, um... Dude, I want to, you know, speaking about great waves, I wanted to ask you, you know, you've been to so many places, Tobes, like you've surfed, had an illustrious career, you know, you've in, I also want to touch on the 1000 um, Skins Comp, the TD Skins Comp, because that looks crazy. But like out of all the places in the world that you've surfed, where is your fondest memories for waves? Like where is the best place for waves for you? Ah, oh, it's a hard, hard question, eh? Because each one's got their, like, uniqueness, um... I do like Tahiti, obviously pretty hard to beat. Um, that one you got straight off the boat. Fuya. Oh, yeah. Was that like the before the Tahiti skins, that one? Yeah, the yeah, nug, like, the, the fucking 15-foot <laughs> nug. That was crazy. You know that morning, because um, I'd surfed a big, I'd gone one, I think, maybe two years before with Tamiga, and we surfed a like, pretty big before anyone had surfed a big just randomly, kind of a stormy day, and... um Got a few pits. Uh, so I'd surfed it kind of big before. And then that Tahiti Skins comp, we actually rocked up late in the boat. And I was like, fuck. I was like, no, we've blown it. Like, there's only this much time before the comp starts. Like, and you can see it was just like pumping. I remember I paddled out. And then, um, like, there's kind of like a few guys out, but like, I paddled out and, and this one came. And I just started like paddling for it. And like I was going, who's going? Anyone going? And everyone just looked at me, like, "What the fuck?" Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, no one answered. All these guys had priority, and I was like, "Okay," and just like started striking. And then like as I got, I remember looking down. I was like, you know, it looked like I was looking off a um, like a unit block or something. Oh, looking down, and then I went three then, stories up like, minimum. 
luckily got into it um like a little bit of a chip in and then just went went nuts. I think Hub was um in the channel there you see him he's like doing the double sharkers and I remember coming out of that one just sitting in the channel just like fuck you know like oh, what do you want to do? like you don't know what to do and I was like should I paddle back out? I mean there's been way better ways written since but at that time it was like um I feel like you know the biggest pit I'd had out there and um just had to sit in the channel for like 10 minutes and just like calm down, you know. Just had so much adrenaline going through the body. Wow. So you were shaking in the channel after that one? Yeah, full blown. I was just like, had to like calm down. I'm like, fuck. And then, <laughs> I, up, I think I got a couple more like just inside ones, um, you know, just to take the edge off. And then, um, yeah, that comp- that's when Hardy wanted with that spin in the pit, that famous spin in the pit. Um, I remember who else? Leicester got an absolute bomb. Yeah, I remember uh, that. Kelly Kelly Hunt got one, like straight after that. That, that point I got in the morning, I think he got an absolute bomb. It kind of was weird, like that was glassy, and then this big score came in and just like blew it all out. And then yeah, because um, yours looks like not a yeah. drop out of place. That's that's what it's like over there. You get like these calm periods, and then you get these rainstorms, especially sometimes with those big spells, they sort of come and go. But um. Man, I still remember that hardy spin in the pit to win that. That was definitely an amazing moment I saw. And then Kingy, Kingy, when he won that epic year too, you got that, those six pits. can't remember what year that was, but that was a yeah, that six. Probably. Maybe. I'm just trying to think. Yeah, yeah. But, and yeah, I, I, I do remember that also. He gave the Shackers. Yeah, it's the one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Did he give the Shackers or did he give the Peace? Fuck, what was it? Peace, I think. Peace, yeah, I think it's yeah, peace. Yeah, it was peace. Yeah. It was peace. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck. I, I think, I, think he's, I, think, I'm, I can't remember if I remember right, but I thought he like almost wrote himself off on that. Like he just did the Sharkers because he thought he wasn't – or the Peace song because he thought he was, wasn't going to come out, you know? Yeah, yeah, it was almost kind of – Yeah. Like, yeah you know? Are, are those the ones – because like yours looked like – you know, you're so right when you said the chip in. You had the sweetest spot where, yeah, you still – Still going out a really steep face, but you you found like a magic carpet down, so to speak, and you just then straightened out towards the channel, and you were just in such mm. a zone on that wave toes. I've watched it a couple of times over and over again, and you just wrote it so perfectly with the the best angle. And I've heard a lot of people. I've heard Chris James talk heavily about this, where the ones you want at Chobes are the closeouts, the west, and it looks like oh, yeah, the west, yeah. Yeah, and then you come in behind them, and then that's the they're the deepest, craziest ones that you're ever sure, going to get yeah. out there. Is is that your experience? Uh it is like those ones for sure. Like, because you you almost if it's really west, you sort of almost backdooring it. You know what I mean? Coming in from behind, but then like you can actually. I've had a few shows when you can't get out of them. You know, like actually get locked in, <laughs> locked into a box. Yeah, <laughs> which is it's not good. Like, you know what I mean? So so scary. Fine it's a fine line, but they are too west. You, you actually can't get out of them. Um, yeah, because not everyone knows that Chopes runs into another reef channel. Yeah, it goes like as you're coming out of the, those crazy ones, there's a right hander barreling at you on a dry reef, you know. So it's um, if you get caught there, which I've seen people do, it's uh, not a good place to be, that's for sure. Yeah, but yeah. Remember, like I remember talking to Thordo, like Simon Thornton, he's like, you know, he lives over there and. He always talks about the southwest ones. He reckons that's his favourite. I mean, Chris James is another thing altogether. Um, 
But I think Chris also fast. wants just the craziest kind of like he wants. I think he's also said at one of the his, his favorite waves around home that he wants waves that the good ones out of you pretty much don't make. That's what yeah, he's yeah, totally. as like the good ones. And you know, I can't I can't disagree with him because there, there's been a couple of times at that wave where yeah, the good ones are the ones that just keep on going. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you're just mm-hmm. in a portal forever. But um. Yeah, there's, there's. I guess uh, my point being is there's just um a different, a different opinion when it comes to what a good one is. I guess. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah. So that's a six spot. And I remember um speaking to Chris James. I remember one morning we're down the coast. Um, said that bombing and um and I was I got I was got down there early about get down the beach to paddle out and I, in the darkness to see um Jace Finlay. I was like, oh fuck, that's great to get someone to paddle out with. So me and Jace were like started paddling out. It was pretty pretty pitch black. Couldn't really see him. And as we're paddling, 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 like is there someone? Is there someone out there? And like the whole way out, we've been we hadn't seen anyone. As we get out to the peak, realize Chris Jones is just sitting out there by himself in the, <laughs> in the pitch black. <laughs> like, we thought we were nuts, like paddling out together. And like this guy's been out here by himself for like half an hour. Oh, dude, yeah, I've seen, I've been witness to Shane Ackerman doing similar things. I've seen just... Ackerman, I've seen, I've seen him do that too. Same thing. Yeah, I'm like you guys are like in a in another league, you know. They are, and I, I think that that swell forecast or that moment is on their mind from the time they see the charts, and then it's just like, yeah, we are getting there first, and we're and we're trying to get some good ones. And I guess the experience too of being out there and raw energy and not really know what's going on. Like I remember Wally telling me a story once when you're know, not supposed to drive personal watercraft before um, sunrise and after sunset, he, even if you put lights on them. Like, I mean, I think there's um, there's still really strict rules and blah, blah, blah. It's kind of hard to do. But um, he was going out to shoot um, some waves at Borley and there was, uh, you know, obviously like a, a danger of him being the only one on the ski driving himself whilst trying to shoot photos, flash photos into yeah, like yeah. six to eight foot gaping pits. And um, yeah, there's just something different with certain people out there that want to just go to the next level. And you just got to appreciate it, eh? Like just admire and appreciate it. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like, yeah. So that's pretty cool. And um, oh, yeah, that was sick. I remember um, speaking to Kingy too, like, um, I remember when we I went with him down to Lunas, or he instigated with Twinsy. That was um, another time when he he just goes in the overdrive. Same as Hardy, I've seen Hardy go. Man, like, but let's speak about that, Tobes. We got to talk about that trip down to Lunas. Like that's one of the places that, yeah, you know, kind of is 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 up there with the holy grails of of of, of slabs around Australia. And it's you know usually mentioned in the conversations of the heaviest waves going around. Like, what was it like going down there as kind of the guinea pigs for the industry? Like, surely there's probably been people surf it prior to you, but not in. The kind of um, like realm was like a professional athlete at the at the time, and no one had, no one knew about it, man. No one fucking knew about it. We were all blown away when we saw this this footage come out. What was it like down there? Yeah, that was. Um, I mean, that was just luck. You know what I mean? Uh, I really had nothing to do with it. It was. Um, I think Kingy and I, and a few other people, were on a rejected trip up and down the east coast, and we we'll end up in Tassie. I think it was our last stop. Um, I think I, was, I only had like a 
kind of small way forward with me because I wasn't really expecting to get many ways. Kind of like a, you know, reject the promo tour. Um, and I think Phil Gallagher, yeah, he gives us a call, gave Kingy a call. I was just a tag along. Um, and goes, oh, mate, there's this wave. You, you keen to surf it? Blah, blah, blah. And um, Kingy's like, yeah, I'll give it a go. And then, like, I just happened to be with Kingy. I don't know if Tonsy was even thinking uh, about me or I just was the closest um, guy to go with Kingy, you know what I mean? Send up just uh, booking our tickets from Tassie. Went um, to Melbourne and I think Josh Barrett, um, he picked us up and he was frothing out of Kingy, staying in his place. Um, and we met up with Jace Hazel. And Mickey Smith was there too, that's right. He was the filmer. Oh, and, um, how I don't know what timely to have Mickey Smith there, mate, with yeah. all the pits going around. Exactly. So it was kind of like one of those things like these trips, you know, Nowadays, you know what it's going to be like, but we, I didn't even know what we were going for. It wasn't even, no one even had photos of what it was like or blah, blah, blah. So we ended up, we ended up getting there and then uh, having a look and it was just like somehow jagged. It was like kind of, it was actually a bit too big, but it was like six to eight, a couple of ten, I don't know, that stretch of coastline, you know, there's just these roadways that come in that are double the size. So if you had it on a six to eight foot day, there were definitely like 10 to 12 footers. Sets coming in, and um, same thing. I remember paddling out, and we we kind of weren't really knowing what to expect. Um, I think um, Kingy, like he just went. I don't know if you said that footage, but he goes ham. Like he, I think it's just after his world title, he was in the zone. Like he was just going all out. You know what I mean? So that was, was certainly like, his PK. Like I mean, there was. You know what I mean? Movies down the line, and, and he's done some amazing things since. But that seemed like, yeah, he was at his competitive peak then. He was, and he's so competitive. Like, so, you know, he was charging, and I was like, I, I was giving a few a go. And then um, he just, like, kind of was just like, oh, I'm, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to dominate on you out here. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, okay. Well, and then, um, so I had, a, I had a go, no doubt. But like, when did he so, say like, that he, to you? Like in the car park or something? He didn't say that. He didn't say that, but like just a look in his eyes, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that was vibe. a presence. Yeah. And it's kind of like, it's kind of weird. I don't know if you know, when you surf a waves like that and these heavy slabs are coming in and you don't know what the reef's like, you don't know, you never seen it if anyone gets pumped out there, what happens, blah, blah, blah. You almost don't want to hit people into the waves because you feel like, you feel like you could be liable for them dying or something, you know what I mean? Yeah, so especially like, that time. You're like, like are you going? You're like, are you going? Are you going? It's not like, go! Or you're like, are you going? And you're like, you know, he was, and then um, we ended up scoring. It was two days straight, super lucky um, to get it. Uh, Jace Finlay came out, he, he had a few. And then um, Twins, he got absolutely belted though, like, he was shooting uh, in the channel, so did Nicky Smith. And, like, there's this, I don't know if you know, on the big sets, it kind of breaks out on the bombing there. We had no idea that's that's kind of what happened. So we hit those guys got at least, um, like, King and I could get under them. I think it's a bit worse wider there. The, the white water way worse wider, I reckon. You know what I mean? Exact same experience as Tobes. We've had filmers. I remember being there once, and Maddox will vouch for this. He was – or was Maddox housing – but he either got washed in or the housing mm. got washed in for like probably 30 metres from one of those capping bombings out there and everyone else in the lineup was sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, exactly. And almost lost his housing then into the lagoon and just yeah. got it with the ski before it went into the no-man's land zone. So, yeah, 
I mean, it is nuts waves. And that's the thing that people don't realize out there. Like, you actually can get totally washed up across that whole shelf. And that's what Twins ended up doing on the last day, I think. And back in those days, remember, it was um, it was 36 rolls on, a, on, on film. Like, there wasn't digital cameras. Or you had yeah, to change batteries. You know what I mean? So, Twinsy had to, like... People don't realize fun. that. They just yeah, don't. Be, exactly. So, we'd be out there... Um, and me and King would be out there like waiting for Twinsy. He'd have to swim in, change his roll, paddle back out, and we'd be out there for like half an hour, 40 minutes, like waiting for him, you know what I mean, to come back out and to get 36 shots again. Um, oh, man. And obviously those guys, Mickey and um, Twinsy, were on their boards. Twinsy had his long like 7200, I think, lens. So it's big housing, Mickey Smith too. And um, Twinsy ended up copping this one, and man, he, he got belted and we ended up like actually thought he was – Gonski's and obviously he's trying to like protect his housing. He ended up getting washed almost up to the cliff face. Say he was like, and he came up. He was just like rattled, like fuck. And <laughs> I think that's actually when we, we might have called it quits after that. That might have been the second day. And we're like, okay, well that's it. We're lucky to not have any serious injuries. But you know what? That time I surfed it, I got absolutely belted. Didn't hit the bottom once. Every single time I've been back, I've got absolutely smoked on the bottom like every single time. I feel like that, I'm like super lucky funny? or something. Yeah. I know, man. I know. I think you tempt fate every time you go out there. I remember Moody saying he went down one time with, I think it was Matty West and uh, Michael Chappell, and they took the ski out. I think Moody whipped Chap into his, I think it was his first wave, man. And um, he came a guts up and pounded into the reef, um, not uh, not on the end section, but on the first pinnacle bit, like coming in behind and just getting yeah, shot. Yeah, yeah. Just getting down there. And mate, like he just did his, it broke his clavicle, I think, um, popped yeah, his shoulder, no, no, no. broke ribs, yeah, broke something in his back, I think. Like, yeah, and just first wave done. Have to drop him to hospital, and then that's the end of the whole session. Can you can you imagine that? Like, as well, you said, so lucky to walk away with just twins are getting washed in, really. Totally. I mean, but that's that is it is hectic and it's isolated. It's sharky. I heard another story too about like I think um, I think it's Chris James or something. Paling over, paling in. There was like half an Eden seal in the channel, you know. Jesus. It's not, uh, there's not much um, – <laughs> it's not user-friendly. No, way. man. Gotta... And although all that big kelp and seaweed there, and, you know, yeah. thinking of it now and me stupidly not putting this two and two together, like abalone divers, kelp, seaweed, like sharks like to hunt in those areas because it gives them like a zone of like surprise. And when you're off in like a deep channel off a bommy there, like, yeah, totally. it's just – Anyway, yeah, I'm probably just spinning myself out of even thinking about that now, but it's, <laughs> it is a fucking wild place. How How is it waiting in the morning? Um, and if you, you're there early enough, you're kind of there in the dark. And until we get out to the lineup, it only just hits light, you know, at like yeah, yeah. Know, 8 a.m. Yeah. or something. It's, it's fucking wild. And, the man, just like, yeah, just the whole the – the whole walk in, the whole walk out, just the whole scenario of it and, and what it's called and how it's mm-hmm. named on the coast. Like, yeah, it's just a, it's just a spooky place. Man, I, I remember sleeping there one time. We drove down from Sydney one night and I remember we left at like four in the afternoon. Didn't We got we didn't get through, you know, into this part of the coast until like 4 a.m. And, man, we pulled up at that car park and we were with five of us slept in this, this hatchback. Like it was <laughs> saying how we just put our seats down and had our bodyboards under the car so I had more room in there and whatever and just try to go to sleep and me and 
um, K-Man, Colby Cannon, and I'm pretty sure Huddy at the time too, Brian Hutt, um, was there. He was definitely there, but I don't know if you saw. We swear we saw someone walk past the car and off into the bushes, eh? Really? And no one else was in the car park. We just yeah. knew no one else was in the car park. We rocked up. We did a lap of the car park. We parked in the zone we wanted, and we all went to sleep. And we saw this fu- – I'm getting shivers thinking about it now. We saw this, this – this, yeah, this person walk really? past. Yeah, yeah again, there's not much, um, there's, you know, there's no reason for people to be there um, yeah. other than to surf that spot. It's pretty far out And, there's, you know, there's a huge graveyard, like, just not far Is from there either. Yeah, man, right, we stumbled man. across it. So, like, kind of fucking putting two and two together now, eh, even, even yeah, right. further down the line. It's almost like a counselling session, Topes. It's <laughs> <laughs> like all those shipwrecks too around there, right? And everything, it's a pretty, pretty wild stretch of coast. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> speaking about fucking shipwrecks up up and down that coast, the last time I surfed that place was on a growing, um, strong long period swell, and one of the lifeguards only ten k's down the coast on their rubber ducky got done trying to rescue someone. Oh, heavy. Yeah, and 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 drowned. So that's straight no to your point. That's, that's another fucking shipwreck. Yeah, that's heavy. I know, dude. So so crazy. We really take for granted, like um, being on the east coast sometimes, and you know, definitely hectic hectic currents, and definitely you know, strong rips, and and there's a lot of water moving at different times, but not in the nature of like that long periodness that you know, yeah, I agree. Oz, yeah. South Oz and Vico always get. Like we we're, we're pretty lucky with the refraction. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, most of our swells are, um, you know, mid mid period to we might get a long period one sometimes, and our, our coastline doesn't really handle it that well mostly but yeah like uh, you know that's why um you know you go to those you go down to big it's almost like hawaii i feel like when you go down there and you see just those lines stacked to the horizon you just don't see that here yeah you know, you know, you know. the whole way yeah I know you you don't, but you did see it in two thousand and one challenge, and hopefully you saw it in two thousand sixteen challenge, and we're hoping we're going to see it in the two thousand and twenty four challenge. Toes, man, it's just so good to hear Bodyboard King has come on board as the naming sponsor, mate. How, how did that come about? Um, I mean, yeah, um, Sads uh, hit us up. He sort of um, suggested the that um, or you know, the idea was floating around, and I was thinking too, like uh, it's been a while since. It was a big comp in Australia, so it's a good time. Um, and, you know, after that last swell, when, when was that last swell? The hit the island, it was pretty pumping about a month ago. Yeah, um, yeah, that was that ESO swell where Leicester's video got put up, but it was actually Jack Jack. Oh, Baker. yeah, yeah. Jack Baker, that stomper. Um, I know, and, can you believe it? But it's easy to think it was Leicester, the way it was written. Perfection. Yeah, yeah, true. That was, that was a crack. I mean, that day looked... Out of control. What was the tie like one point seven or something too, which just doesn't happen. Yeah, it was gluttonous. Yeah. It was it was gluttonous. It was a huge. Well, yeah, wins. yeah, but I fucked up, Tobes. I fucked up, man. I was having actually a bit of a bit of a shocker mentally. Um, I'll, <laughs> I'll say it now. I said it before too. I was just fighting with the misses, and we were having a bad time of it. And um, I didn't. I surfed in the morning from eight thirty to ten, but I just had in my mind I need to go to work and get shit done. And I knew the day could possibly get good. But when I was surfing it, it was really east. Um, it was only yeah, like three, yeah. four of us out and it was like hadn't done its thing yet. And the tide was like even 1.3, 1.4. And I'm thinking, fuck, it's even that high and it's still really dry in the end. And, you know, it reminded me of the wave you put up actually recently on your Insta of um, that sick one you got at the island, like how the end section is just, you got to almost ride high because it's just, you can't be at the bottom yeah, of the yeah. drop. Yeah, the rocks, like the lift's hitting the, the rocks basically. 
exactly. Yeah. yeah, and then you can flare out at the end, but there's that one bit where it's kind of almost armoury, but kind of slapping too. But yeah, so then I um cooked it, went in, fully blew it, like fully fucking blew it. Then realised I blew it at lunchtime. Going, what am I fucking doing? Race back. Thought I'd go to Cape, check Cape. Cape was horrendous, still too high really? tide, and like slapping. Yeah, I thought it would have been good. Yeah, yeah, I know. I just and again, I don't know why because I still saw on the camera some good ones. Didn't get to the island till one one fifteen, and then um. Yeah, it was getting too low. I was kind of out there with like a couple other surfers. Everyone paddled in and then it was just me for the last 45 minutes. And I just, I kind of took off on some waves that I normally wouldn't with that tide just because I was so pissed off at myself for missing that surf. <laughs> and That's I was weird. Just, you know, weird kind of, well, uh... Yeah, but it was, it, it, it was one of those ones you kind of just should have capitalized and, and got on. I do, you know, enough of speaking of um, me, for cooking at the island, did you get any waves in that east or east well? Mate, I had the same thing. I had when I surfed um, Whaley Wedge early and it was like kind of east northeast, and uh, that likes a low, so the tide was right, but it was just a bit weird. And then um, I had to go to work, and and as I was driving to work, I could just see like it went from like four to four, five foot to like six to eight, and then a lot of the mates were like messaging me, Oh my god, it's the best ever been! Oh, like. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, well, I mean, I was like, thought, I was like, fuck, let's, let's, um, what the island be like today? And I think like, because that low moved so fast down the, the coast and went from like east, northeast to east to southeast, like, and the swell pulsed in the space of like two or three hours. Like, it was, um, one of those crazy little swell events that didn't last very long because that somberly came and knocked it down pretty fast, didn't it? Yeah, it did be so right. I think we were very uh, well positioned, day. Eh? Like it kind of pulsed right in our zone as it was shifting that mid morning. And yeah, that is hardly held off until until like kind of early afternoon, and then definitely came up. Mm. But far out, like um, yeah, it was a crazy little run of waves. I love when that when that happens. You know, like I wish I was there. But when you look at the quality waves and you can see how good everything is, because really, you know, going back to um, the island and bodybuild kick. King coming as the um, naming sponsor. Like we want swell for this up and coming event. And like the last, you know, kind of three or four years, there's been a couple of days here and there, but again, really hasn't been doing it. But that day a month ago showed what it really can do. And when it does that, it's fucking one of the best waves in the world, Tobes. It's it's crazy. Oh, sure. 100%, 100%. Like, it's, you know, just it's such a sick wave. But I find it like super hard to read. I'm not very good at the island, that's for sure. I mean, um, just that wedge takeoff and, you know, blah, blah, blah. you got to be – it's almost like two waves, right? Like when you take off a wide rock and you're linking up with surge, it's like two waves kind of linking together to one. For sure. It's this weird band of energy that sometimes can have a warble through it as like it hits white rock and then kind of refracts it differently over surge and then you've got to put on the brakes or you've either got to really put on the afterburners and try and get mm-hmm. out of a tricky situation like – yeah, dude, I don't know if you can't read the eye on that well. That <laughs> put after that was in that 2016. I'm, I'm pretty sure was that the last heat of the day. Uh, you know what? That was um, I was last heat of the day, and it was um, the changeover between the last heat of the day and the final. And because like, they were doing the tallies, blah blah blah, there's like a, about a 40 30 minute gap maybe between the last heat and the final. And like I just I just stayed out there with Marashi. I think I was out with Garth McGregor and um, Winston. I think it was just us, maybe. Maybe there's someone else. I can't remember. And um, for some reason, like, I'm not sure if the guys sitting in the channel 
didn't want to surf it or they thought they couldn't surf it. But like it was just us three guys out for like half an hour just going, you know, which was probably some of the best. I think it almost got too low for the final. That's um, heavy, was man. I was, anyway. That was in, I was in that heat. Me and Sammy Strachan were in that heat with oh, <laughs> Sorry to rub it in, mate. No, no, that's all right. We actually went in because I just, yeah. Yeah, you're, yeah, I remember Sam was out there. Yeah, you must, yeah, for a little bit. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. I must have just gone in. I think I was just devoted my performance probably, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I was, because, yeah, I had an had a average um, average comp that one too. But, mate, just any time to get that wave is, is sick, especially for, you know, you're you're lucky you're in the area, but I don't get to surf that much. It's a sick wave. Yeah, it is. But in saying that, man, I've seen a lot of footage out out, out there um over over the time of yourself, Tobes. Like, I mean, even going back to that No Friends clip we talked before about No Friends Five, there was there was a crazy actually fuck towards the end of that clip, a low tide grower you were on pulled back from Roker Street where Gleeso used to live. Unfortunately, rest in peace his apartment box. They've now gone to construction heaven. But um, Dude, like there, there's there's one in there that you get eaten on, and it's like six to eight foot, well, easily six foot, grown across low tide island. Like, uh, yeah. I, yeah, you've spent heaps of time out there. I swear to <laughs> God, you and Ben used to hunt it. We did, yeah. We, oh man, yeah. I mean, it's definitely, um, you know, one of the best, if not the best, bodywood wave on the east coast, I reckon. But uh, yeah, just well, that's when I had time to to travel and, and surf waves like that. But uh, yeah. I love that way, but it's scary, you know. Definitely, like I've got absolutely belted a lot of times. Um, it's but that's what's good about it. It's a challenge, you know. It's yeah, what's got the yeah. Island challenge. I know, I know, and that's it. You kind of got to put the um, you got to put the the senses aside, so to speak. You've kind of got to go against what's normally sane and just be like throw caution to the wind and take off when you see like. Legitimately, if you're on a prop one of the island, and everyone knows this, like you're in a flat bottom skate rink, and mm. and and you have just got like the, you've you've got firstly the esplanade, like in the foreground foyer, which is crazy because you're in a metro area where people are just watching on in their fucking spandex drinking their lattes, <laughs> you know, up on the point. It's fucking crazy with poodles and fucking vapes and whatever, and then like you you've just got. Got so much bedrock just to your left, like when you're coming through this wave, like you can't help but look at it and what it's doing beneath you. Like it's it's amazing. And like we've all been heard out there. I've recently copped a gash in my shin where I just fucked up surfing it. But I'm um, like everyone's paid their dues out there if you've surfed it enough. But that's what makes you keep coming back. It's like the thirst for you know, that ultimate wave out there, that 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 crazy good one. There's always different things you can do out there. It's always a challenge. It never gets old. There's some waves, unfortunately, do get old. You can just master them quite easily because they just do the same old thing every time, and that's fucking great. It's a great way yeah, to practice. Yeah, yeah. But the island just throws up, you know, uncanny unpredictability. It's so good. That's it. Yeah, you can do everything right out there and still come unstuck, you know what I mean? Oh, fucking sure. oath, man. The only one person I haven't seen, oh, there's probably two that constantly do it that well, um, would be Lester and Piner. They just don't yeah. seem to come out suck out there. They just, they just know the ones to pick. That's it. That, and you see those guys in the water. I remember like um, also back in the day, Nugget, Ballard, you know, True. Um, just being able to pick those ones. And almost at the time I'd go, what's he going this one for? You know, like, and then you'd see just him this, like telescope um take off yeah so 
it's still that's why I find it hard to read. I find it hard to read from out the back there. Take up with surge, no worries, easy. It's gonna slab, but like to link it up all the way and you know, it's such a fine line between the angles out there. The swell's like two degrees this way or two degrees that way, it makes all the difference, doesn't it? Oh, for sure, man. And you can have those ones that are just almost maybes that are so close to doing it, and then there's ones um that do it and, and you're in that like that zone and you just feel all the power you can feel the first wave join into the second wave and it comes down the reef properly yeah and it does horseshoe there's not many waves that horseshoe back towards one another like i can have waves out there like on the right tides and swells that you can get one all the way from out the back of the peak and if you hug the island enough you can almost end back in blackwoods beach facing back west as oh, you come yeah, yeah, yeah. back around like isn't that totally. wild yeah, it's pretty nuts. So, yeah, it's such a like, yeah, these are horseshoe, as you said. Yeah, like full windmill. It just takes you the whole way in. I, I find it psycho. There's even little air bowls on the inside. Like, yeah, it's 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 sick. I've, I've done a fair bit of swimming out there too, Tobes, just on like quieter days um, with my wife's dad. He loves um, ocean swims. And, and um, it almost seems like a bit of a changing environment under there too. Like, you know, with spoken about on this podcast i think shippy's having a lot of rocks falling down off the cliffs but it seems like the island and maybe that has something to do with the way it's been breaking lately um things shift out the back like there's definitely big boulders out there that i don't know get washed out of the river or um definitely shift from time to time eh? because it's oh really yeah yeah there's definitely a lot going on out there Mm, like there's a bombing further out isn't there than the island when it's real big the breaks yeah, the Bundo, um, Bundina Bommy, yeah, the, uh, yeah, it's Bundina Bommy. Yeah, yeah, I'm just thinking about Jim Bommy. I'm just going to know how to have a mental blank. But, yeah, that definitely draws in some swell um, and refracts in a certain way. But, yeah, man, but so good to so good to have you on for the island and so good to see what's, so what's going to come. We've got Riptide Trials coming, which is going to be epic. We'll be having them out pretty soon. I think so how, does that, how, how does the trials work? So the trials work. Um, we'll be having entries for the three best waves online. Um, you'll have a more in-depth criteria when the uh, when the press release comes out, I guess, or when the comp starts. But, yeah, the three best waves. Um, it'll be video su- submissions. Anyone in the world can enter. Um, there'll be a nominated fee. And you'll go in the draw and be picked out, um, I think it's two weeks out or possibly a month out from the – Opening night on the 23rd of May, um, that's the opening heat draw night down there at Next Door at Cronulla. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Next Door. I don't know if we confirm that yet, but it'll be on the 23rd of May. And, and yes, yeah. that, that'll be the two two winners from that comp going going in there. So anyone out there who wants to come surf Shark Island six to eight foot, I think you should be putting your submissions in or, or getting your video footage in, in order. I think we do have to um, look at the criteria and make sure that we can – get a cap on the time too, Tobes, I think, because we, we don't want super old footage. You want probably something a little bit more oh, yeah. relevant with the time. But, yeah, other than that, it's it's, it's going to be such an epic comp, and I can't wait to see what comes out of it. No, it's sick. Yeah, it's, that's a great idea, and um, well done for you guys to uh, bring it back. Stoked. Oh, man, I'm so pumped, Dave. Yeah, thanks Cannot for the time behind it and everyone that's involved, you know. Sam Van Sads, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped and um, – can't wait. Like, we need this in our uh, calendar and, you know, it sucks that, uh, you know, we end up, in Australia we don't have a World Tour event for whatever reasons, but, you know, when you get a wave like that and a, an event like that, it, um, 
it all becomes kind of insignificant anyway. Definitely, man. Not, not, I'm not saying the world title and the tour is insignificant, but you know, it's it's a, for different people. Like it's more, you know, um, heavyweight riders, locals, and 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 Aussies to showcase their riding. Dude, definitely, man. Yeah, and the format being, um, we'll have six like local riders, um, ten international, four wild card, and so. Um, yeah, two different two different wild cards to be chosen by um, the adjudicating committee, um, and involve stakeholders. And then I guess you have the two Riptide wild cards, and then the six locals, and then the ten internationals. And that's the flavor of the comp, making up twenty competitors. Sick. Yeah. Sick, what, man. The, the 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 previous ones you've been in, man. Like you, you've been in a couple. How has it worked for you in those comps? And and what have you liked the best with the the breakdown? Um, I mean, in a few, it's been like, was it called the, I can't remember, was it the Super Tour when you um, would just like ride two heats and they'd pick your best two or maybe three waves in total? Yeah. You know, like there was that way of riding where just kind of like free surf. If you've got a perfect 10, if you've got three perfect 10s, you'd probably win the, the event, um, which is kind of cool. And then, but then you got like the format which has been the last time I've been in it when it's been like four or five man heats um, and then surf twice also and then the top four go through to a final um, and then I've had like average heats when it's been like, you know, the top two out of the four progress. Um, I've surfed them all. I think they, they all get their benefits. Um, but, you know, obviously it's hard, kind of hard with the island because of the tide, isn't it? Like, when you have those super tour ones, like you might have had two low tide heats or some guys might have had two high tide heats and, you know, better waves. They say they judge it on the conditions, but yeah, I think, I think um, you need to have a final, like at least where it's getting like four men in the final, whether you get there by doing a progression or if it's like um, your best two or three rides and whoever's the top four go through is a different story. I don't know. What are you? How's it going to run this year? Yeah, I think that's still being put to put to task. I mean, we definitely know it's twenty competitors. Um, I really wanted to hear your in, insights then. Actually, I know because Sads and Ben have been speaking feverishly about like what kind of um, format it's going to be. And yeah, you're really right. They do have all their pluses and minuses. So um, I guess it almost comes down to the conditions on the day and what it does fall into the favour for, but. Um, I've been watching the Vans comp recently um, over at Pipe and Backdoor. I don't mind their format at the moment with, like, the, the best three waves. And, yeah, I think they go into a final. Mm. Um, that works pretty cool because then in round one, two, and three, your best three waves get scored from those those three rounds, and it's all in the different conditions and all different days. Yeah. So I guess yeah. that does help out, but we don't have the – benefit of that we can't make it like a surfing festival because yeah as you said the tides are super tricky so yeah man i think um i think we should probably come together and have a meeting eh, Tobes? well you got time yes, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah man that's um yeah that, that that's something we're still going to figure out but on onwards and upwards for it and i just can't wait to see it pumping again i have such fond memories as a kid just being on the headland or paddling out in the channel sitting out there shivering my little balls off um yeah. just wanting to see what was going to happen next wanting to see someone put their 
carcass, you know, <laughs> one of the most shallowest island um, rock ledges you can you can kind of surf, and just the way it's 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 amplified as an amphitheater there, with everyone still watching on the rocks. You've got people in boats. You've got people at different locations around, to, totally, um, yeah. like the coastline there that can view it. Like it's it's sick. And now with all drones, you know, we're, we're surely going to have some sort of drone live feed or at least drone um clips coming back and, and uploading as like the comp goes along just giving you that that viewpoint too because yeah fuck it's it's it's, it's a cool way to watch i reckon pedo's really nailed that um with like highlighting how many you know just crazy shallow rock ledges there are across that island with a lot of his drone footage over the last couple of years he's been nailing it eh? 100% no 100 yeah I, I agree and you're right about the amphitheater Five, it's like there's not a bad seat in the house. You know what I mean? Um, it's always, oh, I'm just going down those um, little alleyways in between the units and as you come down, you get that glimpse of the island and kind of just draws you in, you know? It's like suddenly just magnifies and it's all you can see. It's, yeah, uh, and it's yeah. just there, yeah, especially when the waves are pumping and it's all that swell mm-hmm. drawing in. And then as you're right, yeah, you crawl back out those back alleyways, Tobes, and we all know that's a – couple of fine establishments to wet the whistle and then <laughs> let, let the night take us where we want to go, eh? Yeah, it's a sick. I love, I, it's, mate, brings back memories, eh? Just talking about it. It's a, always a good um, good event and always good, you know, community catch-up, you know, catching up with with uh, all your old mates and having a yarn and reminiscing. Dude, definitely. And I think, you know, getting you on getting you on the mic, mate, has to be priority number one, possibly for the live webcast with um we're hoping to get Leo and Terry McKenna on there and just spin a few yarns with them about um you know, about the good old days. Definitely, mate. Always get on the mic. Give us a couple of beers and we'll be even better. <laughs> yeah, we'll get you for the Arvo shift then for sure. <laughs> oh, that'll be sick. I'm looking forward to it. And uh Tezza, um, yeah, he's always good. Oh, should, man, uh, get, should get Nugget to have a six-pack and get on the mic. Oh, oh mate, you won't get him <laughs> off tonight. That's the problem, mate. Once he's true, on, true, he's latched on. Yeah, true. Dude, he's such good value, man. He can spin some of the craziest yarns. Like he's – yeah, and the things he does out there, you're right when you said before, he is a goat out there. I remember that footage we always talk about and always forget the fucking um, movie it's in. But that ridiculous side wedge one he gets into mm. that barrel wedge, he just shouldn't make it. Like ma- mathematically, when you look at the speed he's traveling and the space he's got to make up in that time frame as it envelopes over him, he shouldn't make yeah. it. But he's hit this air pocket or done something in there. This fucking, you'll probably say he's blasted off the dick or something. <laughs> but um, do you know what I mean? Like he just made this wave that just, yeah, as yeah, we all know. One, yeah. Yeah. Freakish, and he's done so many other cool things out there. So he is—he's—he'd be a great guy to get on the potty. Actually, we have to get him on here. Oh mate, get get ready. Think of the six-hour one. Yeah, dude, for sure. I'll like set myself yeah, up. I'd, I'd actually do it in person, and we, we'd have to we'd have to um go out after and just celebrate. <laughs> I just go MIA for two days and tell the missus forty-eight hours, and you'll have me back. <laughs> that's yeah, you yeah, seriously. That's that's the nugget. Um, that's what you do with him. But uh, no, he's a legend. Yeah, it'd be cool. Like any of those guys going to go in it, you reckon, the comp? Like, yeah, we're 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 looking at things backwards and forwards um, with like spots and 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 who wants to put their riders in from different brands. Obviously, we're we're definitely open for um, any sort of sponsorship that wants to come on board when it comes to 
selecting riders and putting them in the competition. Um, but I guess when it comes down to local guys, um, we're definitely looking for younger talent, Tobes. Like we want to obviously promote the young generation and Liam Lucas has talked about this heaps and I'm sure he would have mentioned to you through your um, comings and goings with the above movie. Like it's just harder at the moment for Groms probably to um, get heaps of traction with everything that's going on. It's definitely getting better um, than it's getting worse and, and people like yourself are putting so much time and effort and money back into the sport and it's so appreciative. But, um, yeah, like that's just one of the things I think with these positions in the comp we want to focus on. We definitely want to have the younger gen coming through and, and securing um, – that you know level of athlete mm-hmm. and entertainment for the next 10 years man like I saw, it's- um, I saw uh, Anthony Miller going hard out there that last well so you seek to see someone like him or definitely know, dude he, he, coming through. definitely man he put his heart and his sleeve out there last well and yeah we did we were always joking um after like the, the way he just he he gave it a good hot shake um you need to start getting him some weighted boards or something um like get get Winnie to get him some weighted boards just so he can he can cruise through some of those because like, he's obviously going to get heavier and grow into his frame as a young lad and he's got heaps of maturing to do and he shows so much promise in the, the way he boogs and and his attitude like he's just a fucking good egg like there's there's dudes tobes that sometimes i'm sure you've you've run into them like where you're kind of hanging out with them and it's a bit of a drag and the attitude's not there and it's a bit like me 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 why it's not happening da, 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 da. Yeah. he's just like so happy go lucky stoked to be there high on life like it's just a yeah, good, yeah exactly good time. Yeah. always have a smile for him always yeah true yeah yeah i remember at the um above premiere like just typical grandma had like a spare saucy draw and he's like what are you going to do with that? You're not going to throw it away, are you? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, no. And he goes, do you want it? And he's like, yeah. And just like, just hops it down. I'm like, mate, I'm, I'm, it reminded me when I was a grum, you know, you're surfing all the time, you get just in the bottomless pit of eating, eating, eating. And free so stuff. So hungry. Yeah. Any free food's even better. Dude, all you're thinking about is eating, surfing, eating, surfing, possibly sleeping, maybe watching a bit of bodyboarding tapes, eating, sleeping, surfing. Surfing, it's just backwards and forwards. What, what what was your routine when you were younger, Tobes? Like you, you obviously surfed mondo amounts, bro. Like you, you, you and Ben on the northern beaches there were dominating the the ranks for such a period of time, man. Like what what were you doing every day, like as a pro bodyboarder? Um, I think you pretty much summed it up. Yeah, any surfing. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, that's about it, mate. Like, um, yeah, <laughs> a little bit of yeah. So. Oh, I mean, as a pro body, that was as a grum, I guess, pro bodyboarder, you know, chasing waves mostly or planning the next trip. Um, yeah, that's it, trying to get the best waves you can. That's and why, it like... Competitive. It was so competitive between everyone, like, back in the day. Eh? Like, you guys, when you went on trips, like, it was a serious thing to outdo the next person. Oh, for sure. Especially, like, you know, being in that generation with, like, um, Ben, Kingy, Hardy... And then um, I guess Rollins was a little bit later, but um, you know that was just so competitive. Simon, Simon Thornton, um, you know that that crew was like very, and it showed showed in the you know Ben getting three world titles. Kingy got two, did he? Recovered. Yep, two world titles. Ben down a third because was there a drop new one in there? Mm. So there's like six or five or six between those two guys alone, you know what I mean? So they showed the competitiveness of of them. Obviously, I wasn't 
as good as them. And Hardy was probably as good, if not better. He just didn't have the competitive, um, as much of a competitive streak. Uh, but he'd probably just destroy anyone on any other day. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's definitely a sick um, time to grow up. Um, and then just seeing the Groms behind us, like Rollins, um, winning, he was a bit younger too. Um, yeah, just seeing those guys come up and, you know, it was a pretty, pretty epic time. Australian bodyboarding, kind of a bit of a changing of the guard from the ski kid days, um, like Bill McKenzie, Matt Riley sort of days, you know, all the, so I guess you could say second gen um, behind those guys. But yeah, it was, it was sick. It was good, good um, fires, but yeah, definitely, you know, very, um, very competitive. Yeah, for sure. Can you remember one moment in time, Toby, where maybe the competitiveness got to new heights and possibly uh, went a little bit overboard? Mm, I'm just trying to think. Yeah, King is always, <laughs> always wanting to go overboard for sure. <laughs> he, just yeah, went, he just wanted to win at all costs, you know what I mean? Like, um, like playing pr- practical jokes on you before your heat or, you know, he'd always be probably trying to do the most mind games, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like whether it be he used to have his technique of um, pretending that he wasn't going to make the heat. Do you ever hear about that one? He'd go, um, you know, there'd be the final or something and he'd, he'd is his, his thing is like a power trip or trying to slide his competitors out. He'd wait till the heat uh, was about to start or even start and then run down the beach and jump in. So everyone goes, where's King? And they'll all be wondering where it was rather than focusing on the, um, on the event. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. I didn't hear about that. And so then he would paddle out and kind of be already in their head and then go on with that. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But maybe, I don't know, I've never really spoken to him about whether he purposely did it, maybe bring it up if you interview him. But was he? maybe he was just he was just late. I don't know. But he seemed to be cons- very consistent at it, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. He was playing games. I know, like, the great Kelly Slater would play so many games like that where it, you know, there's the famous supposed would come out of the barrel, high five to Rob Machado at pipe and like did it get mm. him in front of him to come back out and get priority and all this kind of shit and yeah. da 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 and like there's been so many things. I've even experienced it like in comps myself, just of how, you know, people put yourself put themselves in certain positions, um, whether it be physically or mentally in like a heat, to just get on top of you. And every yeah. little percentage wins. I remember yeah, watching it vividly. I remember watching Liam Lucas do it to me. He did it really well. Um, oh, yeah? And, yeah, Mystic. Yeah, did it in like the quarterfinals of like a um, uh, – what was the comp series? Um, it's really bad for – ABA Tour or – Yeah, the ABA Tour. It was an amazing tour. Yeah. Like so many cool comps and I loved all those those Mystics ones and, and the um, Northern Beaches one. I know you were part of that, Tobes, and just so many cool ones up and down the coast, all around Australia, obviously. But – that one in that particular um, comp, I think Woody Young was on the beach too, actually. We were just hanging out, um, just cruising with both our partners at the time. Um, and, yeah, dude, he just put it put it on me. Not like so much in like maybe like a full mental sense, but he was definitely positioning himself just going around the lineup like hunting wedges and knowing where the good ones were and, and me probably – not as fit in at the time, probably smoking too many jozzers and just not like in like, a, you know, as frantic state to get waves, like definitely got schooled when it came to just picking the eyes out of it. So, um, yeah, like there's a, a million ways to skin a cat. I guess that's where I'm going with it when it comes to competitive bodybody. 
hundred percent. Yeah. So I mean, it's um, I mean, I haven't been in any uh, comps at all recently, but it's cool to see like the level of uh, you know Tristan Roberts and uh, Tanner and Pierre, all the boys on the on the tour. See, um, like if you see that latest clip of um, the um, Roku one. Oh, dude, it's that fucking good. Cool. At, uh, I mean, at um, the alley, but also at uh, at Coney's, just going ham on those bowls, mate. Those oh, are- mate, those air forwards are ridiculous. Yeah, pretty sick to watch. Especially the second last one. And I remember interviewing him and he, you know, very surprised to hear, which I'm not now, I guess, looking back on it, um, when he won the when his, um, his second world title, um, just like how he – how he prefers bowls over barrels, man. He is just a full bowls over barrel, man. And yeah. it's evident in, in, in that clip. And God, he's got him down to a fine art. Like he's timing him to perfection. Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, Air Force probably the hardest move, and he's just banging him out left, right, and center. Yeah, yeah. And some of the stuff he gets from home when he's just going on, like, you know, just in between comps or into the year or what, when, whenever he has time to be back home, like some of the waves. It gets filmed of him at beaches, like six to eight foot beaches, and him just banging out huge air bursts into the flats and backies and, and just anything and everything. Like he's he's a talented bodyboarder. And that whole pride team is just on on, on another level now. Hey, like they've really done well. They're, they're, as you said at the start with Seb, they're producing the best content almost by far, I reckon. There's some other really good people going on, but the pride team are killing it. True story, yeah. I actually uh, was looking for some content to put on Instagram today and I was like, <laughs> I look at my Instagram and I had the, like the last three or four posts were like Pride 10 writers. I'm like, oh, shit, I've got to find, find someone else to, to put up. You know what I mean? Dude, I know exactly. I mean, how can you not? Steph Cook, yeah, yeah. when he was down and is he, is he still in Oz? Who's that? Steph, he's, I think, yeah. Yeah, he is. He is, yeah. I, I do um, hang out with him one afternoon, uh, him and Louie, Liam and um, Tristan were there at, at Pipe and um, we just ran into him, had a yarn and then got to surf with him for a little bit before we, we jetted off and just watching him surf, it's a pleasure, eh? Like it's it's a fucking pleasure. There's such a good burg and to, to, to watch him in the flesh, um, put all the moves together to – you know, like seemingly, I don't know how many times he surfed Blackrock, but it looked like he'd just been there a million times before. I'm sure he'd mind searched a million times before um, from back home, but like just world class bodyboarding in his own right. And he is probably out of the team, the lesser known character. Yeah, totally. 100%. I've, I've really had too much um, before like the last 12 or 18 months of him. So, yeah. Psycho, man. Tobes, thinking about your store, bro, what do you sell most of in, in, in there? That's, I'm really interested to, to hear. From one of the main retailers going around, like what's selling in bodyboarding at the moment? Uh, mate, mostly mostly bodyboards, of course. Um, but it's kind of weird. Like this time of year we sell heaps of like, you know, beginner boards. Um, so we're seeing like just beginner, beginner, beginner. Whereas the rest of the year we sort of um, sell, you know, like high-end boards Good quality weddies, but it's just um, the market this time of year is a totally different different thing. So just it's kind of seasonal um, what sells. Uh, but obviously, our bread and butter is is like quality bodyboards, um, which is, is pretty sick. You know, like all the brands are, are pretty epic these days. The quality is amazing. Um, 
yeah, people are pretty confident to buy online because they know they're going to get a quality product. Um, if they buy in store, like you know, they come in and check them all, check them all out. It's a lot of choice, but sometimes people get confused. You know, they walk in and they're like, "Fuck, where do I start?" It's like going to a Chinese restaurant and one of those Chinese restaurants in the country, and they got like five hundred five hundred things on the menu. You know, you're like yeah, shit, sure. what am I going to get? So. Um, cool designs these days too in so many colorways I'm, I'm backing it i think yeah and, and also too like uh, and, and this this has been thrown around a little bit um you know in, in circles of late toes and it's been it's been needed and wanted for f- over well over a decade now so to speak especially coming from the man who's been been chanting um for its return but have you got any dow boards on the shelves <laughs> Well, I don't know going down anymore, but um, <laughs> there is some. There's a couple on the market that aren't down. I'm sure like, Pike Lander would just love to come in if you've got a 42, maybe 41.75. I don't really know what he wants, but I'm sure he's looking for some down. He's constantly talking about down. Um, yeah, no, I'd, I'd like to, you know, I'll pick up an old board and I'll do like that feel. Um, and a lot of people are sort of asking for a bit more flexing boards now. I think. Um, you know, like it's kind of gone from almost being too stiff and rigid. People are sort of coming back to having a bit more flex, especially in colder waters, but also if you're surfing like a heavy reef break or a wave face that's changing with steps in it, you know, it's, it is good to have a bit of give in it because it does like bend with the wave a bit better. So, um, yeah, there's a couple of boards on the market that do PE core, which is like the sort of be, it's meant to be the equivalent of Dow. Um, with like selling slick and mesh, so yeah, definitely, um, and they go pretty fast. To, like they pretty much sell out pretty fast to those boards. So there's a, there's a, there's a demand for them, but um, yeah, I'll um, put the put the call out to the manufacturers for you and Tiger, mate. <laughs> Get some dough off the shelf. I, I reckon you should just come over and try hand picked. I reckon. I don't know if you've had the chance to try them toes, but those apex cores, um, when I hopped on them and you just have like, yeah, just standard mesh, certain slick. Um, I got on a bat tail, which is, I'm sure everyone's heard about because I've harped on, raved about it for, um, too long. But yeah, the best thing about those boards that, that Michael produces, um, and Rossi, obviously can't, can't, can't forget Rossi is the, is, is the man at the back actually. Doing the hard work. Um, Michael's just the front pretty man who just gets to put the smile on. Like, dude, like the um, the boards are responsive straight away, and that was the biggest thing I loved about them. And at home, that's probably one of the biggest things we need. Because you're right, how fucking stiff were some of the boards coming out over the last ten years, Tobes? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's good. It's good sometimes because your board has longevity. You don't have to buy a new one straight away. But you know, I, I have um. I'd have some surfs, like in bigger waves particularly, when I'd come out of the surf and my thigh was actually bruised, like heavily bruised because I was just trying that hard to get my corner in, you know, and dropping down and like just trying to reef that board into the bottom turn that I'd bruise my thigh. Like that's uh, You were locked in that hard to your, like your crescent clip that you'd bruised your thigh on that part of the the board. Yeah, 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 totally. And like afterwards I go, what, how come my legs are sore? I didn't hit the reef. It took me a while to work it out. And I go, man, why's it sore? And then, like, I'd go, it's on that side. And then, like, when I was doing it on the left or the right, it'd be on the same side. So that shows you, I mean, bottom turning is everyone does it differently. Obviously, I put a bit of pressure on that inside edge with my thigh. But that shows you how sometimes they're going to be too stiff and 
that's the, the amount of force you have to put into like get them to go where you want them to go. Yeah, and the biggest thing about a bodyboard is, and the biggest advantage in my eyes compared to a surfboard is our boards do flex, where surfboards slightly flex. You can't notice if they ever do slightly kind of absorb the wave. But um, our board, we can almost you know flex like, fuck, man, like 20, 30 degrees sometimes if we really, totally. really needed to like get into a position that gets us in the power pocket, gets us to the bottom of the wave, holds face. Like Brandon Newton's a perfect example of what a scoop is and what everyone should be doing. Much like yourself, yeah. you've got an amazing scoops too, Tobes. And like BP also, like watching those clips from that like left by me, like you can just see, especially that one where he comes underneath the chandelier and then gets spat out onto the next yeah, yeah. tubular section. Like you can tell he's got full control of his rail. That sort of... Hello? You can just drop down there, mate. Holy shit, what a time to have a dropout. We're going to have to get Toby back on and, and finish this conversation because that, um, that was heating up, eh? Um, but anyway, look, um, that's the end of this podcast for now. Thanks, everyone, that's listened this year, and we really appreciate your support. If you haven't signed up to Riptide Premium, get amongst it. Get up and at them. It's got every Boog video you've ever seen on there. Um, and we're just in the process of creating more in 2024. So let's get it. Your will 